This is the T Smart Network. This is the time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Fumble Rooster Football Podcast. It's your guy KP, along with the OG Big Facts. It's been a minute. We got a lot of catching up to do, OG man. How you living? How was your New Year's, Christmas, all that good stuff? Man, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Whole Corona, man, took us down, man. Been down for a couple of weeks, but we back now, man. But yeah, man, it was holidays were still good though. Just been in quarantine for about three weeks. Man, I tell you, bro. Hopefully, I don't get it. I've not been stricken with COVID. I'm the guy on a wooden desk here. I'm knocking on wood. I want zero parts of that. Pretty much, man, ever since this thing popped off, I've been kind of an introvert. You know, I figured, hey, I got everything I need at home. You know, I just do a little uh, grub hub here and there, shopped if I need some Pringles, you know, when I kick it on the weekend. But that's about it, man. You know, it's weird. I don't like people delivering my food. I think I've had my food delivered, like, twice. I don't even do, like, delivery, really, from pizza joints. I got something about somebody bringing me my food. I don't trust people. You know people. what? I don't either. But, man, it's like, <laughs> I can do this, uh, get COVID. <laughs> so, I'm like, I got to, I gotta. what do they say? Hey, Jesus going to take the wheel on this one, and I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Man, we got a lot of NFL news to catch up with. It was a rough weekend for both of us. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm in a complicated relationship with Dallas Cowboys right now, man. And I definitely respect everybody uh, giving me privacy during this situation. It's <laughs> tough, man. They have let me down. But you know what? Me being the most logical Cowboys fan on the planet, I said, hey, I've seen this movie many times before. But the only really stark difference is usually we have the number one seed. So it's usually a bye week that delays inevitable disappointment. But, hey, they just said, fuck it, man. We getting straight to it. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't... I mean, I understand, like, people have a tendency to blame Dak for everything, but that design run just makes me... I've said over and over again that I felt like you guys were winning in spite of McCarthy. And I don't know if that was his call or Kellen Moore's call, but nothing about that call made sense. With that amount of time... None. Even if you're trying to get it closer, you're running... You're sliding. If there's two seconds and you spike it, now you only got one shot at the end zone. Why wouldn't you just take two or three shots from wherever you were at or do a sideline play so you can get two shots at the end zone? Why are you setting up to only have one shot from 20 yards at the end zone? That makes no sense to me. And look here, man. I almost gave Cowboy Nation hate the clock. But, you know, I couldn't do it because I, I, I'm a part of Cowboy Nation. So that would be, in a sense, giving myself hate the clock. But you know what? They don't think like I think. There were a number of things that cost the Dallas Cowboys that game outside of the suspect play calling. You could talk about the ref getting in the way to line of scrimmage. A little weird, yeah, but honestly, when you have a they, million penalties. They got to set the ball over, right? Yeah, they have to set the ball. You have to yeah. touch the ball to set the ball. But when you have a ton of penalties, when you have players just acting like this is their first time ever playing football, I mean, you really don't use... C.D. Lamb in the game much. You really don't use Cooper too much. You know, Zeke was having a hard time running the ball. Now it comes out he's had a torn PCL since week four, which I think is kind of an excuse at this point. It's just that that Kind of makes was, sense, though, Yeah, with the way they've been using Pollard. I mean, I get it. And they did announce that he had a knee, knee injury. But at the same time, it's just 
Look, excuses are are like buttholes. Everybody got them, and they stink. The Dallas Cowboys did not show up. They did not perform, and now they're sitting home. I just don't know what I'm happened going. to the offense. With you guys have all those weapons, and you and Dak couldn't get the ball. I don't know if it's still with him having some being gun shy because of his his ankle injury and. I don't know what it is, but I don't know why. Like, early in the season, he was just picking defenses apart, right? He was calling plays at the line, picking them apart, getting everybody involved. I don't know why it's so hard to keep CeeDee Lamb and uh, Amari Cooper involved. It's like he has to stare them down to get them the ball. It's like they don't get it in the flow of the offense, like, you know, other top receivers. To be honest, I don't understand it. And a lot of that, I have to look at Kellen Moore because there's one common denominator from when Jason Garrett was head coach and now that Mike McCarthy's head coach is Kellen Moore. True. So I honestly think, you know, I mean, I know that he and Dan Quinn are up for head coaching jobs in the league. I, I think it's time to, to cut bait, even though I find it funny how Kellen Moore is regarded as this prodigy and he's only been doing a gig for like three or four years, but Eric Bieniemy, man, people won't even give him a look and he's won a Super Bowl and six playoff games as an offensive coordinator. I, well, we know what it is, and if you know, you know, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Moving on. I just feel like that there has to be something in coaching circles uh, that's going on with him because he didn't even really get a ton of interviews last time around. You know Not what I mean? All. And I think I think one of the things is with him is, uh, is he the play caller? You know what I mean? Is he, is he calling plays or is it Andy Reid calling plays? Like, who's... Who's calling the plays? I think that's the that's the big question with the enemy. Because, I mean, like we got Seriano from uh, from the Colts, and he was an OC, but he wasn't the play caller. Same thing with Doug Peterson. When we got Doug Peterson from Andy Reid, he wasn't the play caller. So I don't know. It could be a fact that Doug like that Doug Peterson made it bad for the enemy. You know what I mean? Because Doug Peterson came for Andy Reid. And he wasn't the play caller, so maybe they're thinking the enemy is the same way. He wasn't the play caller with the Chiefs, so they don't give him that credit for winning the Super Bowl. They give it to Andy Reid. I still think he should be given a fair shot because some of the coaches that got fair shots, I mean, you have, what, two guys who were hired a year ago and now they're already out? Yeah. In fact, let's just talk about that. Let's just talk about the whole gamut of NFL coaches looking for a job, so... Uh, most of the jobs open right now. So you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have the Houston Texans, which I think David Cully got hold because I mean, you give him one year, given the circumstances. I think he thought that he was going to at least at some point be playing with Deshaun Watson. That didn't happen. And honestly, I th- they they should have given him more time. It reminds me of uh, the situation that the Arizona Cardinals had a few years back with the brother, and he only got one year, and then they got Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, who else we got? But I mean, I mean, I will say with Cully, it looked like they played hard under him, but they took some yep. pretty bad losses also. But like you said, he was set up in a bad situation with a lack of talent. So I mean, I agree. I think he should have got another shot. But we don't really know what's going on with Houston. They always make some weird moves. So who knows, man? Who knows that organization? Yep, Denver's looking for a new coach. Yeah, Fangio um, got the fired. The Minnesota Vikings. The Chicago Bears. The Giants. The New York Giants, which I kind of felt that one was coming. But they had to make I them do it. They didn't they weren't gonna do it at first. 
Day. You know what? If you run a quarterback sneak on third and nine on the opposite end of the field, you deserve to get fucking fired. Yeah, but they on that Black Monday, they didn't do it. The fans kind of had to be in outrage. And then after the fans were in outrage, they did it like the next day. But it was like, it wasn't like a surefire thing that it looked like they wanted to do, though. Yeah, uh, the Miami Dolphins are looking for a new coach. You know, Flo- and I thought Flores was a pretty good coach. I mean, he had winning records. So what I heard, he was there. What I heard, what happened with that? They, Tua. they came down to him and Tua, like so they backed Tua and not Flores. So I don't know. It do- it doesn't never- you know how they go though. Yeah, but it never seemed like Flores was a was a fan of Tua. I mean, last year he he started Ryan Fitzpatrick for most of the season. On a brighter note, they were winning with Fitzpatrick. And they switched yep. over. They switched over to two midseason. I don't know if that was a Flores move. Probably not. This season they get rid of Fitzpatrick. Flores is. I mean, um, two is there most of the season when he's healthy. Um, I mean, I'm, I like it for Flores because if that's not your quarterback, that's not the player you want. The organization is standing behind him, and you don't believe in it. I know it sucks to get fired, but I think he's going to get another job somewhere else. Maybe he can go to Chicago oh, with Fields or somewhere where he can pick you know what? his situation. It's interesting that you bring that up because I think, me personally, if Brian Flores goes to the Chicago Bears and then you get somebody like a Lou Riddick as a GM, that's a home run higher to me. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a home run, and I definitely believe they could revamp that culture. Shit, you can't do no worse, right? <laughs> you can't do worse yeah, than I what's mean, been, been there sucking, with Nagy and Pace ass for like years and Tressman yeah, before that. Yeah, so, I mean they fired the coach for going ten and six, you know. So, and I think I that. Really think I was going to say, I think that that defense is still set. They got a solid running back, got a solid running game. That's what he really wants to do. Flores really wants to run the ball and play defense. They have that in place already. They got two really good backs in Montgomery and uh, – I can't remember the rookie rookie name. But they got two two legit young running backs there. They got Justin Fields there. Um, they're going to have to do something with Allen Robinson. You're probably going to have to go get another receiver because I don't think he's coming back. But I think that team is yep. built to win now if you just get – Somebody other than Nagy, because I don't know what the hell Nagy was doing. Not coaching to save his job, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, he was too comfortable uh, with his job. I honestly think, you know, your assessment, he was. Uh, but I think your assessment about the Bears is right. I think, you know, just a few little tweaks and changes here, and they could be in win-now mode. I'll tell you another team that I'm looking at to have a total turnaround. I think the Detroit Lions, man, are going to have a, a nice turnaround. You know, they won a few games. At the end of the season, you know, they put a whooping on a couple of people, man. They beat Green Bay, which they hadn't done that. I don't know when. And you can make a debate that, okay, Green Bay was rest of starters, you know, this, that, and the third. But uh, Detroit, man, you know, they play for Dan Campbell, and they, they, they might have some promise. You know, I think that they will more than likely make a change at the quarterback position. I mean, Jared Goff, he's... What's his fifth or sixth year in the league? I think he may be salvageable. I mean, really, he's serviceable. He's just Matt Staff. Well, yeah, I think he's just a backup, him. man. I think he's a he's a career backup. You think he's a career backup? I don't know, man. Because if Carson Wentz could still play in the league, I thought I always thought that Jared Goff was a little bit better than Carson Wentz. See, I disagree because the one thing with Carson Wentz and the one thing you want in quarterback is somebody that can make a play for you. With all Carson Wentz faults that he has. He has shown that he can make a play for you. I don't know that Goff can make a play for you. You know what I mean? Like, Goff, a lot of what Goff does is getting it into the hands of people that make plays. You get it in the hand of Cooper Cup. You get it in the hand of Robert Woods. But it's Game no, manager. Yeah, game manager. But, like, 
Carson Wentz is more of a gunslinger. He makes bad decisions. He holds the ball too long trying to make plays. Kind of like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. He can be real good. He can be real bad. But he's not, like, straight down the middle. I think that's what you get with golf. Golf is never going to win you games. Yeah, and I think one knock against Carson Wentz is really not his fault. It's just he's injury prone. He's a bad decision maker, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's, that's one thing that ain't got nothing to do with injuries. I mean, he was relatively healthy. I mean, he did have some nagging injuries, but nothing that really kept him out for a long period of time during the season. He's just a bad decision maker. He sh- they should have won. Man, y'all to a Super Bowl, boy, you're turning on him. Ain't that something. Did he win us a Super Bowl? Man, damn, he set y'all up in a position to win. You got to win the ball. You got to play a playoff game to get that title. He got you to to the promised land. All he did was get us a couple of regular season wins. Big Dick Nick closed it out. (laughs) Disrespectful, man. You going to slander old. What what Shannon Sharp used to call him? Walk it to him, Wentz. You going to slander old. Walk it to him like that. This is is, uh, one thing I know is Jalen Hurts has more playoff appearances than Carson Wentz in two years. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I can admit. I can admit. So you can't be giving him credit. But the man put his body credit. on the line, though. I mean, he put his body on the line. That was the MVP season if he didn't tear his ACL. <laughs> I mean, I, I, uh, I agree. I agree, but we still don't know if he would have been able to hold up in the playoffs. That's why you can't give him that credit. Can't give him that credit because I don't, I don't know if he would have held up. Speaking of, uh, you know, Eagles management is all in on uh, Jalen Hurts. They said he will be starting QB, not not a definite, but will be the starting QB in twenty twenty two. So shout out to him. So well, well I want to touch on that real think? quick. Uh, okay. Like I watch all these broadcasts and things with Jalen Hurts, and I hear the people talking about Jalen Hurts, and it's just the same thing with Dak. This has to be a black quarterback thing. People put so much pressure on Jalen Hurts. Like, Jalen Hurts is a 10-year veteran in the league, right? This is only... This is, like, really his first year starting. This is his first year starting, having a whole training camp. Like, he started last year, but that was at the end of the season. He was thrown in there. Like, this year, as a starter, he's 61% completion percentage. Now, none of these numbers are spectacular, but for a rookie, if you got this from a rookie, you'd be happy. Why are people happy? He got uh, thirty-one thousand yards. I mean, three thousand one hundred eighty-four yards. He has sixteen touchdowns, nine interceptions. Not great, but all that is in his fault because he doesn't have legit receivers. <laughs> I mean, he's forcing, trying to make plays. Some of that is trying to come back at the end of the game, forcing balls, forcing passes. Ten rushing touchdowns, seven hundred eighty-four rushing yards. And you got to remember, even with the touchdown numbers, this was a running team the whole second half of the season. So for him to some of those touchdowns, if you look at the running backs, none of those running backs have a thousand yards. Like they got a bunch of touchdowns because he's getting them down to the one and two yard line, and they're just running it in. That's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts really put this team on his back, and it's now up to management to go get him a veteran receiver that can make plays. That's what you saw in that playoff game. The only person that could make a play was Dallas Goddard. Outside of Dallas Goddard. Uh, Devontae, he's good. He's still young. He's still a rookie, and he couldn't really make plays consistently. Rager, he's a he's a bum. You know what I'm saying? That, that's going to forever hunt them, not taking Jefferson, taking Rager over Jefferson. That's crazy. But I, I just think people need to cut Jalen some slack. I think there shouldn't have been any question if he was going to be the starter next year. I mean, are you going to get a rookie that's going to do better than Jalen Hurts in the draft? You don't know that, especially as a late pick, as being a, a late, like what, 
uh, back half of the draft in the twenties, you're not gonna get a quarterback better than Jalen Hurts. Like they people being ridiculous, man. I hate that they only do that to black quarterbacks. If Zach Wilson would have had the season that Jalen Hurts have, everybody would be all over him talking about he's the next Peyton Manning. That was a mouthful, man. Coming from a, a in, I don't even know the words for it, man. <laughs> uh, an, a passion, an impassioned Eagles fan. I'm just just sick of how they treat black quarterbacks, man. If you look at Lamar Lamar Jackson, if you look at Lamar Jackson numbers, and don't look at it this year because he had a a bad year, but last year Lamar Jackson only threw for 2,800 yards. Now, he had a lot of rushing yards, and he had 26 touchdowns, but he also has Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown. (laughs) He has better, better, you know, talent. He's got better talent (laughs) around him. Yeah, better running backs, you know what I'm saying? He got better talent around him to do that. But I mean, they just put, they just act like Jalen Hurts was horrible and he wasn't. I mean, so yeah, he needs to get his accuracy down. But shit, he only played right, for a year and a half. This out. So before we get into where we think head coaches are going to end up for the teams with vacancies, so I just noticed something that would be an excellent look for the Chicago Bears. So you know, the Falcons are probably going to shop Calvin Ridley yeah. this off season. I think that he'd probably be a great fit with the Chicago Bears. Oh, definitely. I think they should try to go all in on getting them. Especially since they already have Mooney. If you can put a Calvin Ridley with a Mooney in that run game, I think that team could go next year. Like, it, that team is not far away. That team was just badly coached. It's kind of like the Eagles when people were giving the Eagles shit early in the season because they weren't running the ball. There's no reason why they shouldn't be pounding Montgomery and then opening up play-action passes. You add a Calvin Ridley with a Mooney, a Cole Komet, David Montgomery and Fields. Now, they did some upgrades on that offensive line because you still starting Jason Peters, who's 127 years yep. old, at left tackle. That's well, not great. That man, that man <laughs> started at Arkansas back in 1997. <laughs> As a tight end. It's 2022. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you need some upgrades on that offensive line. But that, that, that Bears team is not far away, man. I don't think that that Bears team is far away at all. And David Montgomery missed a good chunk of this season. So, I think that that – that Bears team, if you just get some somebody that's really focused on defense, running the ball, resting that defense, and upgrade that offensive line just a little bit, that Bears team could be good. And I think Flores is a perfect person for that. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And I think the NFC North may take a turn, man. And I, I, I will say this, and I will stand by it. If the Green Bay Packers do not advance to the Super Bowl this year, it's over. I think Rodgers leaves. I think he leaves think, either way. I think it's over. Yep, I think it's over. So was it the agreement that he just wasn't the agreement that he just comes back this year and then he yeah, could, he comes could, back this year and then he could do whatever next year. He'll be an unrestricted free agent next year. So yeah, I said I don't think that we he's, shall see. I don't think he stays either way it goes. I mean, I think he's ready to move on. Then if he moves on, then I think the Packers are done anyway. I mean, what? Because you yep. you also have Devontae Adams that didn't accept that contract. He's not coming back if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. He already said no discount, so they would have to give him a bank load of money <laughs> for him to come. So and they better get on the phone with somebody like Seattle because apparently Russ wants out. They might uh, leave him, and you know they just got rid of their defensive coordinator, Ken Norton Jr. So well, I thought that was a mutual split. Man, you know they say it's a mutual. Split. <laughs> I mean, it's Ken yeah, Norton. Ken Norton even and he leaving. Yeah, come Ken. on now. Ken Norton, they want to give him his respect. You don't want to disrespect Ken. He might whoop everybody in there. <laughs> Especially if he got hands like his pop. Had. Right, right. <laughs> his his so, pop gave uh, Ali hell. You don't want none of that. I know, did he though? But uh, old school players know about that. So with the head coaching vacancies, we can start with the Denver Broncos. 
So I know that both Cowboys coordinators have interviewed there. Um, there's a Eagles, couple of folks. Eagles defensive coordinator. I don't know why he's getting yeah. so many looks, but he's yeah, getting Leslie looks. Frazier, uh, the defensive coordinator for the Bills, former Vikings head coach, also interviewed. Who do you think he ends up getting that job? So I'm going to tell you the truth, man. I have no idea with coaches. You know what I mean? But I would say that I think they're going to lean more towards a coordinator. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Raheem Morris got that job. Uh, Raheem is getting a lot of looks. Yeah, he I wouldn't does have experience coaching in the league. Typically, they lean more towards defense. That whole organization leans more towards the defensive coaches. So if anybody's going to get the job, I wouldn't say it would be an offensive mind. I think they're going to. I think it's going to be Dan Quinn. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be somebody like that. They're either going to go with someone like Dan Quinn, who has experience on the West Coast, or you're going to go with a Raheem Morris. Maybe they go young with the Eagles, D.C., maybe Leslie Frazier. I just don't see why you why you give Leslie Frazier another job. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he did great. I think that if you give if, – if Leslie Frazier is going to go somewhere, Leslie Frazier needs to go somewhere that has a quarterback, or he's going to be back in the same situation he was with the Vikings. That he was in Minnesota, yeah. He has I mean, to pick a hey, team that has a quarterback. Because if he's going to focus Vikings, on defense, you got to get a quarterback. Yep. The Vikings, uh, uh, the Bills' defense weren't really slouches this year. I mean, he did good enough to get noticed. Moving I, on. I agree. Raiders. I just think that he needs to – I know you want a job. He doesn't need a rebuild situation. Yeah, he don't, he he don't need some, He needs a team. Like, he would be good in Miami if that were the case. Because yeah, you yeah. kind of got a quarterback. So, I might keep him in mind for my Miami prediction. So, the Las Vegas Raiders. So it's Jim Harbaugh, man, I cannot pronounce. I think so too. Now they said he would take the job if he was offered. Everything's but... pointing to Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh finally had a good season in Michigan. This is probably the best season he's going to have. Made in the Michigan. playoffs. He's in the Beat playoffs. Ohio State. He, he's finally. He's already been shopping his name around. I think he's gone. He don't want to deal with Ohio State. He finally beat him. He finally got to the playoffs. He finally won. I think he leaves. <laughs> or, I think now this might be a hot take. I cannot pronounce this dude's last name, the interim coach, to save my life. Nah, he ain't Is it Bisciata or something like that? Nah, he, it's Vegas. I think he stays. Nah, it's Vegas, I think baby. they keep him. Vegas, baby. I think they keep him, man. Only way they keep him, if they can't make a splash, he would be the last choice available. They are Bro. going for a – it's Vegas. Just think of Vegas. It's the Look, Raiders, man. baby. <laughs> it's the Raiders. It's the I don't just win, baby, all that good stuff. But check this out. If that man could write that ship – as big of a train wreck as it was, turn that team around and make the playoffs? Why not him? Nah. He's a special team coach. He doesn't have a name. He doesn't have a splash. Joe Judge was a special teams coach. He didn't went, have a name. Didn't have a splash. He got a chance. Yeah. Did he do a good job? Hell no. Nah. All right. Still, this man <laughs> That's the point. took an interim That's team. But wait. Hold up. My point is, Joe Judge was no interim coach and didn't make the playoffs. I'm this saying, man made the playoffs. I'm saying I agree with you. But Vegas is not going to do it. I'm not saying he Jim can't Harbaugh leave. Ain't built for Vegas. Um, he wear mom jeans, khakis. No, nah, I'm saying that the name Vegas usually goes for a a name. Like there's no point in them going to get John Gruden. You know what I mean? They go what for you mean? they go they for names. Been in existence for two years, man. And didn't John Gruden coach him? But I'm just before I'm talking about well, just, I'm talking about saying. the Raiders name. That Raiders name is not going to take somebody like him because he doesn't splash, right? Now, that coach can get another job somewhere else. I, I could see him going to Houston and getting a job or getting a chance at another place. I'm not saying that. Like, he could go to the Vikings. He could go to other jobs and get a shot. 
He's just not going to get it with the Raiders. It's not happening. They're getting Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is Or he may just get his old job back. Who knows? Because, I mean, hey, I think he'll if try. I was a coach. I mean, he should interview for some jobs. Somebody should want to talk to him. But I don't know. This NFL is such a boys club. The people that you think should get opportunities yeah. don't get opportunities. Don't. And it's a, it's a lot Unless of Unless you work BS. for Bill Belichick. Yeah, so it's a lot of BS going on. I wouldn't be surprised if he did because he loves, he's loved in the organization. Players love him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he stick yep. around. That's the Raiders thing. Like, they'll pick your assistants for you. You just come in. And some, yep. there's going to be coaches that you have yep. to keep. So I wouldn't doubt that either, but I mean I think that I know Tom Cable been with that team for a minute. He was the former head coach, and he still ended up with him. Um, I know for a fact. Speaking of uh, Belichick assistant, so Gerard Mayo, man, guy who used to be a linebacker for the Patriots back in the day, they they are leaning on him as a heavy favorite as well in Denver now. I don't know if that's to fulfill the Rooney Rule, which is an absolute joke. But yeah. now is uh is is he an assistant somewhere? What is he doing? What has he coached before? He hadn't had uh, a big coaching think- job. Uh, I think he is. I want to say he might be the defensive coordinator down there in the New England. I don't know. Is he? No, you know he, either linebackers coach or I if, don't know, man. Linebackers coach makes sense. I would be surprised if he's a defensive coordinator. But it's uh, I have to look. But I think either linebacking coach or the defensive coordinator. But I know he's getting a lot of uh, love from a lot of circles. Yeah. Yeah, I have to come back to that one. All right, so Jacksonville Jaguars. So one name that I would love to see take over in Jacksonville. Byron Leftwich. Feel good story. Exactly. Byron Leftwich. That's where I was going. <laughs> Byron Leftwich. He was a legendary quarterback in, in, in Jacksonville. Look, a great hire. He's done a lot because look. I know a lot of people are saying, well, Tom Brady's the quarterback in Tampa Bay, so of course the offense is going to be good. But he worked a lot with Brady, hand in hand. And he wasn't bad with Jameis. Remember that when Jameis not, not was the coordinator? 30 touchdowns. Yeah, 30 touchdowns. He can't help it that Jameis was blonde and would throw it with his yeah. eyes closed. But he still threw hey. 30 touchdowns. And yeah, and that man. offense was actually more explosive with Jameis. Jameis was just a bad decision maker. But it was more explosive with Jameis because Jameis took more yep. shots. Hey, I'm all, I'm all in on Byron Leftwich, and I mean, who else would really want to go there? I mean, just a young coach trying to make his mark. Yeah, it's got to be a coordinator, but I just think that's the that's just the move, and because I think that's the move, and it makes the most sense, and you got Trevor Lawrence there, and you got young talent and a feel good story. I just know that they're not going to do it because they're the Jags. Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> who you got? I like I like Dan Quinn there. You know how things gonna end up there? Cool. Fall flat on his damn face, Kellen Moore. Well, with the Vikings, man, Vikings yeah. also seem like they lean defensive coordinator more than offensive guy. I like I like Dan Quinn there instead of uh, the the Denver Broncos. Man, Dan Quinn needs to stay in Dallas. He his his last run, his last go of it as a head coach didn't go too well for him. I think he's a he's good a, coordinator. He's a secondary guy. I mean, he one thing he yep. can do is he can get your secondary right. Before he came there, Dallas had a lot of problems with their secondary. Now, they, Diggs they had a lot. No, not problems, <laughs> bombs, and they still got some bombs too. Yeah, Anthony but, Brown, I'm looking at you. But he, he coaches the lead, though, and I'm sitting here doing a podcast. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> for his level, he's a bum. Definitely for a starting QB in, or a starting corner in the league, man. I could go in all day on Anthony Brown. I ain't got time to get my blood pressure up. <laughs> but I will say, I mean. I don't, I don't ever think coaches don't deserve another shot, but 
You know, Dan Quinn, I think that he would fit with the Vikings. That team feels like a Dan Quinn team. So I like I like Dan Quinn with the Vikings. And it will be sick. And I like Raheem nice Morris. And I think I said Raheem Morris. I like Raheem Morris in Denver. Didn't I say that? Yep. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I honestly think Dan Quinn or Raheem could go there. I think Quinn might end up getting hired to Denver. So it might be nice to see Raheem there. You know, they have a, a history of giving black coaches a shot, too. So do the Raiders. Because that's one thing about Al Davis, man. And the Wolves, they'll give a brother a chance. Yeah, they will. I mean. Rubies too. That's about it. Well, no, because the Roonies is saying the Rooney rule. <laughs> so, they yeah. got they got a dude in there literally, but the rule was made for them. Yep. And he's the only black That's coach been, It's been right like now. 20 years, though. I mean, but they ain't never had a chance to do it again. They was like, oh, we got one. He don't have no nope. losing seasons. Now, the one thing I will say, because they kept him so long, I think you can take that stigma away from the Steelers because more than anything, they're just loyal and they like consistency. If you can be consistent, mm-hmm. I think they're going to keep you. They're going to stick with you. All right, who we got left? We got the Giants. Uh, Giants. Oh, no, we got the Dolphins. Man. The Giants, Miami, Miami. they're going to go OC. I would say the Giants Kellen will be Moore. the Kellen Moore. You think he's going to bring back Jason Garrett as his offensive no. coordinator? No, I do not. <laughs> I do he not. going to put on the man nah. the game a chance? Nah, he's trying to get out of his shadow. <laughs> yeah, hey, Jason can't, I mean, wait to, he Jason can't wait to fuck him up like he fucked Jason. <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling you. Kellen Moore ain't nothing but Jason Garrett. Like, they the same person, bruh. They the same person, man. Picking Jason. I think pick- without Dak. I think picking- without Dak Prescott, he's going to get exposed, man. I mean, probably. I don't I don't love him, but, I mean, he's shown some signs. But I'm going Kellen Moore or Sneaky Pick. Because NFC East, they like to keep people in the NFC East. It's not always the smartest thing, but they tend to do that. So I'm going either Kellen Moore or they bring back Doug Peterson. So you think Doug Peterson and Danny Dom's gonna do something next year? No, I think it's gonna be horrific. I don't think the Giants are gonna be good. I'm saying what I think stupid teams will do. I think that's what they're gonna do. Kellen Moore, oh, Doug come on, that, that man, ladies and gentlemen, this man won his team a Super Bowl. And do you hear the slander that's Wrong. coming out of OG Frank, Big Facts about Frank Wright won us a Super Bowl? With Doug Nick Peterson Fultz. wrote a book on how he won you the Super Bowl, and you did, still ain't got respect for him. If that ain't a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I don't know what did he, he is. Did he say Frank Wright won us the Super Bowl? Then he lying in the whole book. The whole book is fraudulent. If he Fearless. didn't say that Frank Wright Fearless. won it, then he's lying. That whole uh, Philadelphia special. The whole getting Carson Wentz right and looking like a, a NFL quarterback, all that was Frank Wright. That's all was Frank Wright. As soon as he left, our whole team went to shit. And it looked like we couldn't even coach. Well, how come the Colts ain't doing nothing then? Shit, they did. Just Carson Wentz is shook. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> he shook. And then they had a lot of receiver issues. I will say one thing about the Colts. Um, the Colts had a lot of injuries, man. They had uh, Darius yeah, they Leonard was hurt. The line, the whole line was hurt most of the season. The receivers was hurt most of the season. So, yeah, you can look at wins. You can say right. But, I mean, they had a lot of injuries this season. The people ain't going to – I mean, it's the NFL. You got to deal with it. You got to go through it. But we can't just act like the Colts didn't have just a ton of injuries. Yeah, man. So, uh, I think that's a it for the NFL coaching uh, carousel Houston. right now. I don't think we missed any. Oh, yeah, Houston, man. They're gonna they're gonna take a coordinator, a young coordinator. <laughs> of I just don't they know. Are. I don't know who it's gonna be. I wouldn't be surprised if they went with the Eagles, DC. But they you always, know what they need to do. They need to hire the enemy and try to get because that's who. 
Yep. That's who, uh, and that might have been why they fired Cully. We don't know yet. Maybe they was like, To get hey, the enemy to make Deshaun Watson Yeah, happy. maybe it was like, we couldn't, we can't really trade it. We're not getting what we want. Maybe if we just go ahead and get the enemy now who we wanted before, we could convince Deshaun Watson to come back. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go ahead and bring the enemy in. Yeah, I think they should. I, I agree with you on that one. I mean, because they're not so, going to get the value before they clear up these cases. I mean, they're just nah, not. Nah, man. No. They're, they're not. You bring like, in B. Miami would have been the most. Go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, I was just going to say, you bring in B. Enemy, and then you leave David Mills as the uh, the backup, and then just go with that. I mean. And try to rebuild from everything else. Look, I think that would be the perfect look. I think the only really logical trade destination for Deshaun Watson was Miami. I think Miami's good with Tua Tagovailoa right now. I the don't. Eagles are good with Jalen Hurts. I mean, I, I don't see what you get out of them. Bro, I was sitting there, and I was like, when we were in the draft, and they were drafting Tua, and I was like, they should not draft Tua. What's the kid from um, Herbert? I was like, yeah, obviously, I they they should, get Herbert too. obviously they should draft Herbert. I mean, he's perfect for yep. him. And they didn't, and look what happened. Hey, man, you know, I'm an optimist, man. I don't want to throw two under the bus just yet. You know, I want to give them a chance to grow. I just, I've just never. So the the thing is that they said that, uh, they said that Flores didn't like him and his team didn't like him because they thought that he was only good because of the talent he had around him at Alabama. Now, I'm not saying that Tua is not, not a good, decent quarterback. I just don't think that Tua is the quarterback that, a lot, of, a lot with the NFL is where you're drafted, right? And the pressure that's put on you. Mm-hmm. They drafted Tua to be the franchise-changing quarterback. And I never yep. thought that Tua had franchise-changing quarterback. But if Tua was drafted 15, 16, then it's just all upside, right? And I think that's what's going to hurt Tua in the long run is that they're expecting greatness from his draft position. And I don't think that's what Tua is. I think Tua so, is a higher-level game manager. So basically – He's kind. He kind of falls into the same boat as Mitch Trubisky. The only thing he's nah, guilty of is being drafted say, too high. I would say he's more of a David Carr. Nah, cause Carr can sling that bitch though. Yeah, <laughs> see, that was his problem. He slung it too much. But Kirk he didn't Cousins have offensive line either. Kirk Cousins. All right, I, you know what? I can agree Tua with Kirk. Is a, Cousins. more of a Kirk Cousins where he could be <clears throat> solid. He could be solid for like fifteen years. But is that organization ever going to accept solid from where he was drafted? Of course not. Yeah, they want like the, I, they want Marino level great. Yeah, I think I think he can be real solid for twelve to fifteen years straight, consistent, just like Kirk Cousins. Kirk is consistent, but he's not gonna really win you any games. But he's gonna be yeah, solid. I mean, there's not really there's not really any quarterbacks coming out this year. I think Kenny Pickett's about to get a lot of love. But uh, now this is I really mean, a weak back. a weak quarterback class. Uh, yep. What is it? Is it hurt? Is it the dude from Wake Forest or something? It's, uh, someone in Pittsburgh, maybe? Uh, Hartman. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's the guy oh, from Kenny Pick, K- yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. But this this is a really weak class. I mean, you know, I'm, I ain't lying. lying. If I was Spencer Rattler, I might have came out. I might have came out just to show my show my arm strength at the, combine. at the combine and show my talent. Even if you go in the third, you might have a better shot at starting this year with the landscape of the NFL than you will have, like, next year. So, on a, in a you, bring up a, class. you bring up an interesting point, man. While we just there, we're going to touch on the college football situation for a tad. Then we're going to jump in the hate o'clock. But, boy, 
Hey, the transfer portal jumping like Jordan, ain't it? Shit. Hey, Especially hey. with your Sooners. Sooners sponsored by Jordan, and they jumping out the goddamn gym. <laughs> Going straight to SC, boy. Yeah, <laughs> straight I mean, out there with Lincoln. I'm cool with it, though, man. I mean, it was it was pretty shocking after it happened. You hurt. Yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm really hurt, not. Yeah. It was, it was kind of shocked. When it, when it first happened, I was kind of hurt. I was kind of shocked. But then we get Brent Venables, who I've been wanting for a while. I didn't Like, we haven't been – like, if you're an OU fan, then you know, like, the story behind Brent Venables. Like, Brent Venables was yep. there, and he had been there for a long time. He became the defensive coordinator. And we our defense was always solid. You know, solid for the Big 12, probably a little bit better. And we got so used to it because at that point, we were coming from being a great defensive team. Like, I know OU, the people don't see OU as a great defensive team now, but we used to be. No, a, back in the day with yeah, Stoops, there, we used like to be, Roy Williams and all those head yeah, coaches, Rocky Calmus. Yeah, we used to Damn. be linebacker, you safety, hitting mm-hmm. tough, so that's what we came to expect. But as the as the league changed and it became the spread, Venables had to adjust to that, and we weren't that anymore, but we were still good. So he got a bad rep. And so when Mike Stoops became available, Bob Stoops brought Mike Stoops in as co-defensive coordinator, which was disrespectful because Venables had been doing a decent job. And Venables left with the Clemson. Once Venables left, then all you fans got a taste of what bad defense was. We hadn't been good since they left. Now that's when people talk about our defense being what it is now. They didn't used to talk about us like that. We're like that now ever since Venables left, right? Speaking of, man, top of mind, while it's on my, fresh on my mind, man, shout out to new cornerbacks coach at the Ohio State University, Perry Eliano, personal friend of mine, man. Yeah, okay. Good guy. He worked at Cincinnati as a safeties coach. He's getting a shot, man. So best of luck to him in Columbus. But continue. Yeah, so, you know, so once, once Lincoln Raleigh left, you know, there was a lot of names out there, but getting Venables let everyone know that we're getting back to physicality. But not only did we get Venables, he goes and he gets like this elite defensive coaching staff. He brings a couple of dudes from Clemson, uh, the Bates, the off, off, I mean, the defensive line coach is supposed to be like one of the best defensive line coaches in the country. And then you see him kind of pivot and bring these kids in and really work the transfer portal. I won't, I won't Caleb Williams, but Caleb Williams was willing to walk on to OU just to be coached by Lincoln Riley. Mario Williams, Williams only came to OU because of Lincoln Riley. Jaden Hazelwood only came. Like, so, yes, Lincoln Riley left, and we lost a lot of people, but they were all Lincoln Riley guys. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens. OU fans are just not used to people leaving because we have consistency in coaches. But this is what happens when your coach leaves. Yeah, Hazelwood's going to Arkansas now, yeah, right? Yeah, Hazelwood's going to Arkansas because uh, uh, one of your defensive OCs or something, because he's from Georgia. So one of the OCs or something is, from, is tied to him. So that's why he went. He was like his high school coach or something like that. And so that's why mm-hmm. he went. And so I'm okay. Like, like right now, it's like USC thought it was a lock that Caleb Williams was coming. Now it doesn't look like so much of a lock. They don't know if he's coming or not. And apparently he had Georgia, uh, USC, and they're talking about Wisconsin. But he could always come back. So I guess Georgia, he didn't well, go. But is the, he coming back, though, because Jackson and Dart is now at Oklahoma. He's not there yet. That's the thing. So, oh, okay. So he was supposed they were talking about there was a big NIL deal at Georgia. But uh, Stetson's supposed to be coming back. So they got Stetson coming back. Brock is already there. Brock decommitted from Oklahoma to go to Georgia. So Brock is sitting behind Stetson and Stetson coming back. So you know Stetson started. He just won the, super, he just won the uh, championship. You're not going to come in and take his position. It kind of takes Georgia off the table. They're saying that he wasn't as, pre- as impressed with USC as they thought he would be because they don't think that USC is ready to win right now. And he's trying to go in two years. 
And then they just mysteriously talked about Wisconsin. Now the holdup is they're saying that he feels hurt because that OU immediately when he entered the transfer portal, OU went and got Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel led the NCAA in passing yards in 2020 before getting hurt in September for UCF. And he, he was coached by Coach Libby when he had his best season. So OU brings him in like a day after he entered the transfer portal. So it's already going to be com- um, competition. But we, I don't think Caleb Williams is scared of competition. And um, uh, Dylan has three years left. So I don't think that would affect him that much. Like he would get his opportunity at some point, right? Jackson Dort is the kicker because that Jackson Dort, wherever he goes, he's bringing Trig with him. And Trig is a monster, the tight end from USC. Mm-hmm. It's a package deal. It's Dart and Trig. And he's down to Ole Miss or OU. But OU's not going to commit to him until they know what Caleb Williams is doing. Everybody's waiting on Caleb Williams' decision. I think Jackson Dort wants to come to OU, but he's not going to come with Caleb Williams them still holding a scholarship for Caleb Williams. So if you're OU, what do you do? Just move forward and go with Jackson Dart and Trig, Or do you wait on Caleb Williams, who's probably one of the most talented athletes? I mean, JT Daniels is in the portal too, though. So I mean, yeah, there's always that option too. Yeah, but he's not on that level of either one, I don't believe. Yeah, Stetson did kind of come in. Too. <laughs> I mean, he, he should have had that job. He had opportunities to have yeah. that job. And he's a bit injury prone. Because if OU loses out on all these quarterbacks, right, they still got Dylan Gabriel. And that's it. Dylan Gabriel is like a high-powered, high-flying offense. The defense that we're building, I think we're good. We're bringing in defenders. We're, we're going to get better on defense. We brought in two, like, of the better linebackers in Kobe McKenzie and Kenyak that was supposed to be going to Clemson. We already stacked that linebacker. We got a defensive line. So our defense is going to be better, right? We just got, like, three DB transfers. So we're working on defense. And we got all our receivers back except Mario Williams. Mario Williams was the least effective of the receivers. He's talented, but he wasn't the biggest receiver. Hazelwood... He was coming off an injury. He's a really good receiver, but he never was big for us, right? Like, he's probably going to be big for Arkansas because he's super talented, but he wasn't big mm-hmm. for us. He was connected to Spencer Rattler. He was always going to leave when Spencer Rattler left. We get Theo Wees back. We get um, Marvin Mims back. We got, uh, I don't know, we got we got receivers. Like, that's not a problem. So, we're good where we're at. That's why I'm not mad about Caleb. If Caleb comes back, I want Caleb back because I think he's super talented. But if he doesn't, OU's going to be good. But it's just interesting with this new NIL and this new transfer portal thing is that are we going to see this? You know, Coach has been doing this for a long time. Coach has been getting up, leaving, going for the best opportunity. I don't blame kids for doing this either, especially with the NIL. If I have a if I have a great season, especially if my coach leave, yeah, I'm going to go in the portal. He made a yeah, good point. Yeah. He said he can't. It's like free agency. I can't talk to other teams unless I'm in the portal or it's a violation. So you have to enter the portal to talk to people. He can come out of the portal. He's never said that he's going to leave OU. This is all news and speculation, right? This is everybody on the outside saying that. He said, I'm going to enter the portal to see my options. That's all he's ever said. Everybody else has did the narrative around him. And, and I mean, look at Malik Hornsby. You know, he enters the portal, say, hey, it wasn't for him. He comes back out. Now some guy from South Florida just transferred to Arkansas, which doesn't make sense to me because he's not getting that starting job over KJ. Well, unless he gets hurt. But I heard that Hornsby's coming back to be a receiver. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard Hornsby's coming back because Hornsby wants to play now, and so they're going to try him out at receiver. That's just what I'm hearing around here. You know, the Arkansas people from. talking, but the Arkansas uh, people yeah, are yeah, saying yeah. that he's coming back because he's going to play receiver because he doesn't want to wait. He want to play now, but they've also figured out that there's not a lot of starting opportunities for quarterback. 
Yep, uh, a lot of people think Kendall Bryles is headed out of town too from Miami. Yeah, I mean, didn't didn't they get a transfer in? I thought somebody went there with him. Not not well, uh, it was a running. I think it was a running back, but I can't remember if there was. A I know Traylon Smith just jumped in the portal. He just jumped in there. Mm. This portal, I I think. I mean, I'm not opposed to the portal. I'm not opposed to any of it, but I think they need to put limits on it, man. Yeah, like at a timing. You know what I mean? Because, like they were saying. In order to do spring ball, excuse me, in order to do spring ball, you got to be enrolled by, I think, January 28th. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can give kids the freedom to do this stuff, but I think you need to have a cutoff. And even if the, and especially for people that's already enrolled, I know you already have the recruiting and the second half of the recruiting, they can't, they can't enter early. That's why the signing period's in February, right? But I think for the portal, they should be cutting off the portal. I think you should have a period of time. Like, even if it starts before the bowls, and then ends on January nineteenth. You know, then just something yep. before the enrollment. Just cut it off. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have a cutoff just because it's gonna. It, it seems like it's all good for everybody, but it's not. It's gonna hurt the kids. Yeah, it's gonna be like NFL free agency. But it's, it's gonna be you know, worse gonna be because everywhere. the kids are gonna get stuck in the portal. You know what I mean? Because yep. once you enter the portal, the, the the school doesn't have to honor your scholarship. The closer you get to the signing period. You know what I'm saying? The more it kind of fucks you up because maybe teams aren't going to let you back in because they recruited somebody to take your spot. There's only so many spots in college football. You know what I mean? And there was already yeah. a lot of kids stuck in the portal before all of this stuff happened. I and, mean, look what happened to Tate Martell. And he just finally said, I give up. He retired from football. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of kids that they don't talk about. It's kind of like when they had the one-and-done rule. Everybody talks about the people that went one-and-done, but nobody talked about people that couldn't go back to college who kind of got stuck and couldn't get back in the NBA. You know what I mean? Because there's always that. So I think for kids' sake, because kids are hot-headed, they make decisions, and they think that sometimes they think they have more opportunities than they do, and they don't really have an agent in these situations. You know what I mean? So I think that there should be a cutoff, uh, maybe even a, a, a way that they can get their scholarships held for a certain period of time, and then after this period of time, you got to make a decision or pull out. I do want the kids to have the opportunity to talk to other schools and see, but I don't want to see them get their scholarships pulled and just be kind of left out there hanging. So I think if you made, like, there's a, there's a definite cutoff date, and there's a date where if you don't make a decision, your scholarship should be pulled. I think those are adjustments that need to be made. So before we move on to 8 o'clock, what do you think about Spencer Rattler going to the other USC, the University of South Carolina? Kind of out of left field, how do you think he'll do? I, um, I love it. I don't think he's out of left field because Beamer's there. Beamer was attached to the staff, so uh, he has he has a relationship with him. I like how he even recruited him and said that everyone thinks everybody's against us, you know what I'm saying? And Spencer got a chance to prove himself. I don't think Spencer's awful. I don't think Lincoln Riley is the quarterback guru that people think. I think that he's already gotten developed quarterbacks and he's good at working on certain techniques for developed quarterbacks. I don't think he's great at developing quarterbacks, and I think that's what you saw with Spencer Rattler. I think Beamer can help Rattler develop. All Rattler needs to do is learn to step up in the pocket and quit running outside. If he learns to step mm-hmm. up in the pocket and use running forward, then that's slight and that it's just it's no different than what happened with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield had the same problems as Spencer Rattler had. That's why we had that season where we had three losses. He thought he could run to the outside all the time and beat those quick linemen, and he found out real quick. Once ben Spencer, I mean, once Baker Mayfield started running forward and um, what did they call it, crawling up in the pocket, he was almost unstoppable. I think that's all Spencer Rattler needs to do is just learn to crawl forward in the pocket. If he's going to run, scramble from the middle, slide, and he'll be fine. I think he's going to be excellent, especially with Stockner. I think they're going to be an excellent addition to South Carolina. 
Yep, I agree too, man. The SEC, SEC East is definitely probably going to be a little bit better now. So Georgia may have a little bit of competition. If Caleb Williams comes back to OU, that's going to start a trigger effect for the SEC because that means Dart is going to go to Ole Miss with Trick, and the SEC is going to get a lot better with Spencer Rattler and uh, Dart there. Uh, you know who's going to be starting at Ole Miss this time next year? Dart. The boy Arch. Arch Manning. Well, not this year. What if he just went to Alabama, man? 2023. I don't think, he, I don't think he's going to go to uh, Ole Miss. Hey. hey, he might pull a Queen Ewers, man. He might leave school early. What if hey, he went to Alabama, though? Hey, all I know is OU offered him. You know what I mean? We got an offer on the table, OU. Hey, but I heard, Georgia, I, I heard Georgia was in the league for him. Hey, hey, the man is taking over, man. The only thing I care about, as long as the video game come back, it is good. And you got the player likeness and all that. That's all I'm hopeful for when it comes to college football. My Razorbacks did me proud. All right. So it's time for 8 o'clock, man. And you got like 10 go. people on 8 o'clock, don't you? You know what? I consolidated it down. Uh, you know what? I'm doing a first for 8 o'clock. I'm not even doing a person for 8 o'clock. I'm doing a place for 8 o'clock. Mm, interesting. What's the place? My 8 o'clock goes to FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. Okay. Why? Explain. Because it is a horrible, horrible, horrible dilapidated place that should be condemned, and they need a new stadium. Now, there have been many instances throughout the season where there have been several mishaps from sewage raining down on fans, watching the game, toilets backing up, outdated infrastructure. It's a mile away from... Now, if you ever been to Washington DC or the Metro at all. I spent a little time up there. You have to take the Metro line to get everywhere. Every other stadium in the DC Metro is right there. You know, the Metro line to let you out, you're right there. Uh, FedEx field, you gotta walk like a mile to get there. And the big cherry on top, icing on the cake. Eagles and football team play. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and the freaking railing collapses. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That could have hurt. I got to get. Not only would you could have hurt the fans, you could have hurt some of the players because it almost collapsed on our starting quarterback. Yeah. So that's why I had, you know, I thought long and hard because I'm not going to give it to AB. Because the AB kind of go left with his response. Yeah, but as more things come out, you kind of find the truth out about Bruce Arians. So I'm not going to give it to AB. I don't even think he went. I don't even think he went left with his response. Hey, bro, the jumping jacks in the field was a little, little much. You know, you could have just went to the locker room and kept Yeah, but I mean, it. that's kind of entertaining. I mean, if somebody just told you that you had to go in and fired you on the field and told you to get out there, you're not you – didn't, he didn't walk off angry. He threw his jersey, you know, to the crowd. He did game but a little entertainment. Now, he shouldn't have walked AB. on the field. No, nah, he shouldn't have. But I don't blame A.B. for anything that he does because Vontez Burfitt created A.B., so it's all Vontez Burfitt fought by proxy. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, do, man, he definitely got CTE. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> but uh, my hate o'clock goes to FedEx Field because I was thinking, man, instead of being a hater on a person, I got a hate on a place. It is time for them to either get a new stadium, build it in Southeast D.C. next to uh, Nationals Park, or you could build it in Virginia, wherever. But they need a new stadium. Apparently, their new name is supposed to be revealed on the February 2nd. 2022 2222. Yeah, I think they already revealed it because 
I think you yeah, can go to the like the you can go to the website and it links you right to the team or something. You know they're dumb. It can be like the Armada or, so, or the Commanders or something. Which I think I it's the Commanders. You go to the Commanders website and it goes there or something. Everybody wanted it to be the Red Hard though. Yeah, they wanted yeah. to. The fans wanted it to be the Red Hawks, but I think it's gonna be the Commanders. Why don't they just go by Red Commanders and then oh. just like tweet the old logo they had? Oh, that like the Indian, the Native American. You just have a dude in like a hell a hat, kind of like a kind of like a Spartan or something. Those red Spartans. Yeah, that'd be hard. Man, they should have you on their marketing team. Man, they should, man. But I don't know. Daniel Snyder be wilding out. I don't know yeah. if I can work for with a dude like that. You fuck around and get I'm sexually getting, harassed every day. <laughs> I'll be getting named in emails. <laughs> like KP shared memes on Instagram mm-hmm. talking about she for the streets. Oh yeah, you you definitely gonna get caught up because you you definitely gonna be under inv- investigation. Let's see, man. My hate o'clock. I think that I'm going to go with OU fans, man. I've been reading with all the transfers and the, you know, the things been going on over the last few weeks. I've been reading a lot of the fan boards, and oh, you fans are a bunch of babies, man. <laughs> like when uh, Kate, when Lincoln Riley first left. I mean, I know it it upset a bunch of people, but they don't even know the rules. They're talking about it's against the law to take coaches and. We should sue Lincoln Riley for taking all our coaches and players. And, like, what are you talking about? Like, that's part of college football. So spoiled because we've had the same coaches for so long. And then, on top of that, they're hypocrites. I'm an OU fan, too, but I think I'm a reasonable fan. But they're hypocrites. Our last two high, three Heisman contenders and two Heisman winners all transfers. Yes, Jalen Hurts didn't lose his starting position, but he transferred to us. Baker Mayfield, there was a big fight. Texas Tech didn't want us to have him. We had to fight for him. They were trying to make him eligible because they were mad that he transferred over. Kyler Murray, yes, he could have started at A&M. He transferred from A&M to OU. That's what happens in college football. (laughs) Sometimes people transfer out. Kyler Murray was a five-star, and he left. Jalen Hurts was a five-star, and he left. Like, that happens. You will recover. You'll be okay. So all this crying and whining because people transfer out of the OU University and go somewhere else. Get over yourselves, man. Oh, you'll be all right. They're going to have talent. It's a top university. But, yes, coaches can leave. We're not above coaches leaving. We're not above players leaving. It's not so great where OU is the only place they can play. Get over yourselves. My hate o'clock is for yeah. OU fans. They're childish. I feel you on that one. You know what, man? Going back to Washington, they should just leave it to Washington football team because I've gotten used to it by now. I mean, it really wasn't bad. Kind of, kind of be better than the Washington Commanders, but at some point you'll get used to that too. So, hey, ain't my team. I don't even care. I mean, they still gonna be Burgundy and going. We're gonna beat the shit out of them every year. So maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's it's so but, fun uh, that when when Dallas is good, they don't do shit with it. At least I when know, the right? Giants and the Eagles are good, we at least go to the finals or something. Something. But the Cowboys, I don't know what, man. You know what? It's still that Ring of Honor curse, man. Jerry Jones was talking all that good shit, talking about I'm going to put Jimmy Johnson in there, and you ain't do it. And that's why you have uh, to put out. It's the curse of Jimmy? Yeah, it's the curse of Jimmy, man. Nothing will be right until you, till you do right by Jimmy. Once they put Jimmy in the Ring of Honor, man, that that old classic Cowboys coat gonna come back. <laughs> he gonna put it back on, and we gonna hey. be great again. Until that, we ain't gonna be shit. So, yeah, I mean that's valid. So I mean. even though both of our teams are out of the playoffs, unfortunately, we got some teams still in that thing, man. So let's go ahead 
and get down. We are in the divisional round. We are past wild card weekend. We got some good ones, man. We got. And I just want to say bangers. that I've been on the Bengals all year. I need my props. You do. You call Jamar Chase. I think you said Jamar Chase would be. I think we might have both said Jamar Chase was the yeah. rookie of the year. Yeah, I was like, I don't see how he's not going to be good. If Jefferson was that good, and I remember how much better Chase was than Jefferson, there's no way Chase wasn't going to be good. All that training yep. camp shit, yeah, it's training camp, but I always knew Chase was going to be good. Yep. I mean, he, he's amazing. That's neither here nor there. I just want to just want a little bit of props of being early on that when I was you know early what? on the Bengals. You give props, man. We're going to give OG Big Facts his flowers for being correct on Fumble Rooski Football Podcast. All right, let's get it, man. Saturday, January 22nd, we got the AFC Divisional game, the Bengals versus the Titans. The Titans are only three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, not is, by much. Derrick Henry's not playing, right? Uh, I know, so I know for a fact that they had him do some drills. He looked pretty good. So, I mean, King Henry might play. And, man, hey, shout out to uh, Cam Akers, man. Yeah. Coming off a tour in Achilles, coming back and running almost 100 yards, man. Good for him. You know, these I don't know what they're putting in these uh, these medicines. I ain't saying nothing neither here nor there, but a lot of people healing from ACL tears, broken feet, and Achilles tears a lot faster these days. Yeah. Stem cells. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just hope he don't fuck something up by doing it. But yeah, yeah, I know. Um, you know me. I'm, I mean, I was just talking about him. Ooh, I'm Bengals, man. I like this Bengals team. I like the high-powered offense. I don't always like the pay play call, and I think sometimes they get a little too risque with the play calling. But I, I like the team as a whole. The defense is a little bit better than we thought they would be, and so with Joe Mixon, Samaji Piran, Boomer Sooner back there backfield and then you got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, you know. Now they did get a bit of a, a break with one of those calls to get that touchdown with the whistleblower. Yeah. That the, that be, that was significant. Yeah. But I actually think the Raiders yeah. offense is way more dangerous than Tennessee's offense. So I like I like the Bengals. You know what? I think I think the Bengals make a march to the AFC championship game. I think, you know, they're hot right now and it, Everybody knows when you're in, no matter what sport you're in, when you're in the playoffs, it's all about having momentum at the right time. So I like the Cincinnati Bengals to beat Tennessee as well in this divisional matchup. And they're just young enough not to know any better. You know what I mean? Not to yep. be nervous, not to be scared, to have that. that They don't have that fear that something could go wrong in my head. They got a type of swagger to it. And I like it, man. You know, it's good. Yeah. Coach. Uh, good for the coach, man. He bring, he, He's like... He has that young swagger to go with the team. Yeah, Zach so I, Taylor. I, yeah, I like it. Which I think he might have been on his way out if they didn't win this year. So, good for him. Uh, we got the 49ers versus the Packers, which I'm surprised this was on Saturday. I figured this would be a Sunday game. But uh, the Packers are six-point favorite. Man, they're playing in Lambeau. I think Jimmy G looked good last week, which only means, hey, what must goes up, what goes up must come down eventually. I, I, I think, think he's questioning. game where they get punished. Uh, yeah, he had a little bit of a thumb injury or something, but I think he's playing. They're saying he's going to play. Okay. That's not good then. Because if he's yeah, a little especially bit Especially in Lambeau. Look, it's supposed to snow out here in North Carolina all this weekend. Now, so you can only imagine what's going to be in Lambeau Field. Now, I actually think if it snows, it favors the Niners, though. 
because of that that uh, defensive line, that power run game. I think that and the the Packers can give up a ton of running yards. You got Elijah Mitchell back there in the defensive line rush. You have Debo Samuel that can do some stuff with. And so uh, the Packers run game isn't as potent as San Francisco. I think if it's no, I'm, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Go with the 49ers, man. I got to go with Green Bay. Right. Yeah. They playing in Lambeau, and you got Aaron Rodgers back there. Nah, man, this ain't playing in Arlington with the wishy-washy Cowboys. I ain't scared. This is my team. This I ain't scared. Team. And I'm, I'm saying that about the Cowboys. I think the Green Bay Packers, they, they'll beat them. I think they'll beat San Francisco at home. If hey. they don't, I will be surprised. Niners, I remember. Niners is only about a year away from a year away year from going to the Super Bowl. I still believe, man. Niners. Look, man. Now <laughs> I, I know one thing for certain. If the Packers lose this game, Aaron Rodgers gone. Aaron Rodgers is gone anyway. This is a farewell tour. Rodgers is gone. But it's really a done daughter now. Yeah, true. You're gonna be in Pittsburgh somewhere. All right, Rams and the Buccaneers. That's a man. Uh the Buccaneers are only three-point favorites. I'm going with the Rams. They look pretty damn good. Even though they were playing the Arizona Cardinals, I got to take the Rams in this one. They beat the Buccaneers earlier in the season. And now, I think this is the time of the year where Tom Brady's going to miss A.B. And, you know, uh, Chris Godwin, too. And let's not let's not forget. Fournette's playing, Tampa though. Tampa Bay secondary. Yep, Fournette is playing. Tampa Bay secondary, man. They're looking a little light this year. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting because that 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 Tampa Bay D line though can can give Stafford trouble. So it really comes down to what Stafford you get. Do you believe that Stafford can withstand the pressure? And if Stafford can withstand the pressure, because you gotta remember that that um that defense is healthy now. That defense was hurt most of the year, and now they're coming back. They got Devin White back. They got uh, what's the other linebacker? Um, shit. Uh, Lamonte David. Yeah, Levante they got Lamonte David. David back. They got um, Shaquille. They got J. Pierre Paul. They they're stacked. They're pretty. They're pretty stacked I, on that defensive I line. Out of all the games this weekend, this is probably the most even matchup because. You could say the same thing about the Rams, too. Yeah, right. I don't think that, I, I mean. And you know, Donald going to get pressure up the middle, and traditionally that's what gives Tom Brady pressure, pressure right up the middle exactly. in his face. That's why I think the Rams will win this game, because if you throw Tom Brady off his game and you pressure him, you can beat him, as they did earlier in the season. Now, one constant, I think, that may affect the outcome of it has to be Matthew Stafford. If you get Matthew Stafford that cost me a fantasy football championship by throwing a million picks in a game, Rams ain't winning nothing. But if you get pressure on Tom Brady and you take advantage of that weakened secondary, and I think it also depends if Andrew Whitworth comes back as well. Because I know he had to sit for a little bit. I don't know if he came back to the game. may have been something concussion-related. Or, or, well, I think somebody rolled up on him. So it yeah. might have been something weird. But, uh... The, the um, Tristan Wirfs, he was in a walking boot. I don't know if he plays. If he doesn't play and Aaron Donald plays like he did Monday night, Rams. I got to take him. Yeah, I got to take Rams too. It, it hurts me because I don't trust Matt Stafford. I trust Tom Brady, but I just think that it's going to come down to that defensive line and that pressure, and I, I got to lean towards Donald and Jalen Ramsey without having – Godwin and without having um, Antonio Brown, you're relying on you run to young receivers. And if the Rams can get pressure up the middle, then I don't know that they're going to be able to get like the Eagles played a lot of soft zone. 
Like, I don't think that the Rams are going to be playing soft zone like that. You know what I mean? And I yeah. th- think that the Rams will take advantage. Yeah, I feel you. So, the crazy thing is, man, I don't really go off gossip, man. I like going off facts, you know, as you as uh, as your understudy on this podcast. You <laughs> told me to always go off facts. Got to go with the and facts. I, hate, I just hate gossip, you know. Like, hey, you know, he, sh- he say, she say, they say. People are talking that Tom Brady just might say, F it and hang it up. Tom decode is to ever do it. Brady. I just, just don't. I mean, I don't believe that he had, he at one point said he was going to play to like forty five, didn't he? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I mean, he, at this point, I mean, he really doesn't get touched. <laughs> he can pretty much retire whenever he wants. I wouldn't be he surprised might. if he tried to pull a LeBron and say, "Fuck it, next year I'm gonna go win for the Houston Texans or something." You know what I mean? Man, look, that's <laughs> he'll really be the coldest. He's already to go, but he will be the coldest in <laughs> ever if he goes. To either the Houston, Texas, Detroit Lions, or New York Jets. Hey. I, want you to, I want you to. Take hey, he go to Detroit. Detroit might do something though. Hey, I want. Him he to go to say, Detroit. I want to see him take a team from nothing, bro. And if, win everything. If Detroit could just bring in like an Allen Robinson there to go with Hawkinson and Swift, and <laughs> hey man, they got St. Brown, Amari Rossi, Brown, like. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, you need yeah. a big, you need a big boy receiver. You go get like Allen Robinson to go with them running backs and Omar Rod. Yeah, he'll bring AB with him. He'll bring AB nah, to I Detroit. Think, nah, he disrespected the king, man. I think that's done. Man, you know what? He's very forgiving he, because he one thing he wasn't wrong though, because he he's right. AB hold grudges. AB said, "Man, we ain't friends. Yeah. If we were friends, my contract would be better." <laughs> Look, man, check this out. Tom Brady only care about one thing, and that's winning. And he hey. knows that AB can get him that. Shit. You know, you know it ain't gonna be AB go with him. You know who coming with him, Gronk. Gronk. They go with that two tight end system. Two tight end system, Gronk Hawkinson. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. The coldest to ever do it. That's what he need to do, man. Go to like the New York Jets, the Detroit Lions, and the Houston Texans. A team that ain't never. Oh shit! If you real, go to the Cowboys. Fuck that, nah, nah. That go boy, to the Washington Redskins. The Commanders, <laughs> the Washington He'd Commanders, be the most hated man in history. If he yeah. did that, I'd be. Happy. He could get away with the Giants, though. Nah, he can't go there, man. Why not? That's if you win against slated. a team that beat you, he can't go there. They in the division. <laughs> he he need to go to a team that ain't ever won anything. The Broncos. He only has. Three he can go options. to the Broncos. Broncos will be. Nah, great. I can't go there either, man. The Broncos be winning all the damn time. They just won a Super Bowl like six years ago. He needs to go to either the Detroit Lions, the Cleveland Browns, Dolphins, the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins. He can't go to Jacksonville. They got the number one picks. So that wouldn't be realistic. Hey man, he can learn a lot behind Brady. <laughs> they, they spending this new pig. They, they getting that old boy from Oregon. They got to yeah. get some offensive line, but Urban Meyer fuck that team. Up. He did. He didn't really. I mean, it just sucks that old boy went down. Uh, James Robinson, man, that sucks for him, bro. Yep. Fucked up his knee, and they they were always going back and forth with him. He ain't on no good contract. You got ETN coming back. I hate when it happened to running backs because now he's just gonna be mm-hmm. passing around like community pussy. Like <laughs> 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 Carrie Milgram. Uh, we gonna talk about that on SSD. Uh. All right, so. Uh, for the for the final divisional game, we got an AFC divisional game: the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. All I gotta say is, fuck Jackson Mahomes, Bills. Even though the Kansas City Chiefs are favored by two and a half, I'm taking the Bills. Fuck they Jackson played this, Mahomes. Have they played this year? Man, I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. I want to say they did, but. Not sure. 
I just don't know what bills you're gonna get. The bills have been so crazy. They'll go, they'll look so dominant and look unstoppable, but then they'll look just very mediocre. And just because of that, I gotta go with Kansas City. I gotta go what I know. I gotta go with Patrick Mahomes, just because that's what I know. And I don't trust the Bills. The Bills could dominate, but I just don't trust them. Yeah. Well, all I gotta say is fuck Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> the Bills. I mean, I'm with you there. That's not the yeah. point. That's kind of beside the point. But I'm with dancing you. dancing on Sean Taylor Memorial, man. It's, no, that's that's why they're gonna lose right there <laughs> because he gotta pay for that. He Patrick gotta, Mahomes ain't had nothing to do with it. He, he got to pay. They, they could have hey, wiped man, his ass. He got to pay. They, he he got to pay, pay, boy. <laughs> Sean Taylor's spirit was bothered by that, so they got to pay, man. They going to get embarrassed at home, hopefully, by the Buffalo Bills, and that'll teach them a lesson, man. You can't, you it wasn't even a player, your though. You can't, your brother, you can't have to make up for the karma that your brother put out there. Hey, you know what? He was at his game wearing a Mahomes shirt. Hey, too bad. <laughs> too Should've bad. He could have stayed over there on the side of the memorial like everybody else. He had to get on it and dance on the number. All right, man. Well, we'll see how it play out, man. Uh, tell them stay tuned this weekend. Coming with a episode of SSD to get everybody yeah, man, caught up on all the new time, episodes. Man. We got we got to do that. It's too it's, much it's out. Been a lot of bangers lately, yeah, man. Yeah. We're gonna talk about all that, man. I've been yeah, watching a lot save. of everything. I got, a, I got a lot of information, especially about your Cobra Kai. You ain't gonna like what I got to say about your Cobra Kai, man. Let me get prepared now, man. You will not slander to the greatest Netflix series in history. I'm oh, just going to yeah. tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah, we definitely going to have a problem, man. Uh, we're going to say that for later. That might be a two-hour show. <laughs> we could do a two-hour show, man. It hasn't been a show in like three months. So yeah, man. Give everybody time to catch up. But all right, man. Hey, for the OG Big Facts, it's your guy KP. Fuck Jackson Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> Peace.